before the fellowship was the greatest story you've never heard. I'm Dan. I'm Greg. I'm Cameron. Join us as we read and react to the Silmarillion by J.R.R. Tolkien. All right, guys, it's great to be here today to read the Silmarillion together. As uh, I mentioned earlier, my name's Dan, and I've got my two brothers here, Cam, a.k.a. Camway, and Greg Alas, <laughs> a.k.a. Greg. <laughs> my his real, real name. name's Greg, yeah. not Greg Alas, just to be clear. Greg Alas um, is his nickname. Greg is his yeah. full name. And I'm Dan Rod. <laughs> Did you get that reference, by the way, Dan Rod? Did, I, Rod? I think it's an Elrond effort. No. Finrod. Finrod. Oh no, no. There's there's a uh, uh, there's a man uh called Damrod. And really? he's like yeah, yeah, he's friends with uh Boromir or Faramir. No, he's like he's the friends guard with of Nimrod. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um he's he's a Faramir god or something like that. God for Faramir. And actually he meets Frodo and um Sam at some point. Okay, um, I gotta look that up. I know. Yeah, I want yeah. to he doesn't believe me. <laughs> you don't. Know, you know, they're just like, don't believe me. That's no, my. I, this is my Lord of the Rings name, Danrod. Yeah, I just got. I just got to see it. Ouch. I, am I the only one with the name in the Silmarillion reference in the Silmarillion? Mine's probably in there too. You know, you just, um, so Finrod is in the Silmarillion. Finrod it? is. Danrod yeah. Might be too. Finrod is. Uh, <laughs> the Fellowship is mentioned in. I mean, I, so Legolas is not mentioned by name. But in oh, the, right at the very end, very end, there's like uh, something about the third age. Wait, so. what? What is this Silmar? What? What is that? How do you spell Silmarillion? Who are? Who are we? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we we want to uh, read through this great book of uh, J.R. Tolkien uh, called the Silmarillion. Um, you might have read The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings, and you might have even read the Silmarillion. Um, all of us here have read or tried to read the Silmarillion as well as the other books, and um, we wanted to do it again in anticipation of the TV series that's coming out that's supposed to be based on the works of Tolkien. We'll see how good that is. Although I did see the um, the uh, little trailer that came out today on July 22nd. I thought that was pretty good. Yes, visually it was, I would say, incredible. Like, really. I, yeah, really, really incredible well. visually. Except some shots you can tell are just uh, CG shots that feel very fake and put on. It doesn't have that authentic, grounded feel that Jackson's films had. But That's, I was impressed with the uh, cinematography. Yeah. I thought CGI was pretty, like, awesome. I mean, it was... Nowhere near as bad as Reva coming down in <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi in that ship when she lands, and it looks like it's just, like, pasted <laughs> on. It's so bad. Um, Done in Microsoft Paint. <laughs> Greg, what did you think of the uh, trailer? Did you get to see it yet? I have not seen it yet, and actually okay. I didn't see Obi-Wan either. I was um, I was told by a trusted source that I wouldn't like it. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, you, you definitely wouldn't like it. Um I don't know. Well, I, maybe I'll get Greg, Disney you've Plus read for... the Silmarillion, right? Before? I have read it, yeah. Once I think or more? Once, uh, just about a year ago. And I know for Dan and myself, that's something we, we were thinking about early on was it's it's so good. I mean, even if you've just heard bits and pieces of it, it's so good. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a little bit intimidating for people to just pick up off the shelf and 
we thought this would be a great way to make it more accessible too. just actually going through the entire story. There's a lot of names. There's a lot of Elvish and everything that's hard to pronounce or whatever it is. And we're not really experts either. But uh, yeah, that's a really just, important point. Like, I don't feel like uh, I get nervous when I'm so when I say I'm a Tolkien fan. And other people hear that I'm a Tolkien fan and they want to, like, speak to me in Elvish or something or, like, <laughs> ask me a really obscure question. I get really nervous because I'm not that much. I want to be that cool, but I don't know that much about the mythology. So I've read The Silmarillion once and then I read about half of it to my wife because I'm like, you've got to hear some of these stories. They're just yeah. incredible. But yeah, I think, you know, most people have seen the films. A lot of people have read the books. But very, very few people have read the Silmarillion. I, I would say it's, it might be my favorite piece of fiction. It's just the, the epicness of it, the, the lore, um, the, the doom, the conflict. Like it's such a such a big story, hmm. and I, yeah. I'm excited to just be forced to go through it again because it's it's just an amazing piece of fiction. Yeah, definitely. It's it's the scale is so much different from Lord of the Rings. It's it's kind of like almost a biblical scale, right? Of just like this vast history. Yeah, you thought Sauron was big and bad. <laughs> you ever heard of Morgoth? People are like, what? Who's that? That sounds interesting. The you know, when I was reading it the first time, I was also at the same time listening to Father Mike's Bible in a Year podcast, and it was kind of funny, just like contrasting. Hearing, you know, so much of it is just the narrative books of the Old Testament. So it was like um, comparing just the, the I don't know, the misery of Israel over millennia or whatever, you know. Um, there's a lot of that in the Silmarillion too, where there's just these peoples that are striving for good things. Yeah, Lord of the Rings... Um happens over the course of like weeks or something. I mean, right. It has like a preface that gives more background, I imagine. Yeah. But it's it's not a long period of time where the Silmarillion, like you're dealing with conflict upon conflict, upon betrayal, upon redemption, yeah. upon more yeah. betrayal. Yeah. Over the course of this this long history. Right. Yeah, it's huge. Right. Huge in scope. But for some people, like to be fair, it's pretty. It's it's tough to get through. In fact, um, we're going to show a clip in a moment. Cameron will paste it in at the end. Um, but Greg and Cameron, just go ahead and quickly watch this little meme, and let's just discuss this uh, uh, topic real quick. Okay. Hmm. I'm nervous. Okay. quite a long thing. Yeah, that's a nice little lighthearted adventure. It's such a quick and easy read, too. I should probably check out Lord of the Rings. Wow, amazing. This is definitely more of a bear to read than The Hobbit, but totally worth it. No wonder this is a classic. I should probably read The Silmarillion next. Wait a minute, which character is this? Or is this one of the gods? Who is... How do you even pronounce his... Her name? Fingolfin of Noldar? Who? What? 
have no idea what I'm reading. Is this even by the same author that wrote The Hobbit? How? Hmm. Maybe this will help. Nope. Whew. Finally done. I have no idea what I just read. Pretty good, though. I think. Maybe I should read it again. It's done for me. Yeah, done. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, that is part of it. Kind of what you're saying, Cameron, like, the scale is so big that actually a lot of the characters don't span the whole narrative. So there's they're always learning new names and meeting new characters, which is kind of hard. And it's funny, I was trying to predict what that meme was going to show at the end, and I, I pictured... Maybe if I were making this meme, I would have. He would have had like maps printed yeah. and like hanging on yeah, his yeah, wall yeah. and charts and stuff. And like and I, family trees as well. Yeah, when I read it the first time, I was like <laughs> just trying to like take some notes and just keep track of. It's <laughs> awesome. You know who's who and why are they important? Why might why do I need to remember them? And who's married to who and who's begotten by who? And, <laughs> <laughs> my, and that's part my, of what can be intimidating. But it's it's you know we'll get through it together. That's the whole point. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how I feel too. And my my book had a family tree in the back, so I was referencing referencing that all the time. That's really yeah. helpful. Mine does too, though I don't know where mine is right now. But I think the point is just that, like, we recognize that there's probably need to go baby steps through this more than any of the other works, like The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings, which are they kind of it's just an enjoyable adventure. Yes, for some people in The Lord of the Rings, you have to get through. The kind of songs and the poetry and some of the dry kind of yeah. walking around. <laughs> um, the very detailed descriptions of the natural yes, landscape. Yes, the natural landscape descriptions. But in this book, I mean, it's so it is more biblical in scope, as you said. And so, a baby step approach with us as we're drinking whiskey or not drinking, and just chatting, I think, is going to be a great way to break it down. So we're gonna we're gonna read. The foreword today, and then we're going to have a brief discussion on that. And then next episode, we'll actually jump into the nar narrative. Any final thoughts before we start reading, boys? I would say it's probably important for people to know kind of our format and how we're approaching it and what makes us different from other podcasts. And just, just to kick it off, I would say um, we're going to, in future episodes, the hope is, and this could obviously change, the hope is we get right into the book. This isn't an hour long show where we're, you know, going deep into the, like the mythology and like a lot of side content. We're just going to give you a reading of, of the actual story. That's mm -hmm. something I would love to have. And so we want to give that to you. It's like you, you turn on the podcast, you hear, you know, seven to 15 minutes of reading and then just a short discussion at the end. Yeah. Uh, my final thought before you get into the forward here is contrary to what the guy says in the meme, I think you can actually just enjoy it. You don't have to think you enjoyed it or think, oh, maybe, maybe that's good, but I don't really know. Cause I think so many of the stories, they really are just good and beautiful and tragic <laughs> and you don't even need to, you know, remember all the names or keep that all straight to see that part of it. Yeah. You know, you can really appreciate it for what it is um and there's it's just a collection of all these different stories 
that kind of are woven into one larger narrative, but they're all so interesting. So I don't think there's a bad one in the whole, in the whole book. That's awesome. Okay, my final appendix thoughts are, which section are you guys most excited to hear in the story after reading the Silmarillion before? Like what, what story within the story are you excited for the most? Hmm. Okay, just full disclosure, I, I didn't make it all the way through. Uh, it was it was tough. Okay, I mean, well, was, yeah, I didn't ask years you ago. if you read it all. Um, and so I'm I'm just excited to get to those stories that you guys cherish, I think. I love the opening sequence. I think it's beautiful and uh, very, very rich. But I'm excited to get to the stories that you guys are going to be most excited about. So... I think one of the more surprising things in the story for me, um, I'd heard mention of the story of Baron and Luthien. And I was, I mean, I would heard that it was just like a really beautiful story, but one element of it that I'm really looking forward to is uh, their little buddy, Huan, which is the oh, dog. Yeah. <laughs> who, who like, I believe he like fights um, like a wolf form of Sauron at some Arc point and, or something like that. And um, it's, so it was just a great little, I mean, it's, it's a very small character in some ways, but even this animal was like a, a hero in the story in some ways. It was just kind of, it's, you know, it's not totally removed from just some of the kind of fantasy of the Hobbit. It's, it's obviously the same world. Like there's these things, these little glimpses of, of things that are just kind of wacky and fun. Yeah, um, I have a similar answer. So Baron and Luthien is like right in the middle of of the Silmarillion. Um, Dan, did you get to that part when you read it the first time? No, sir. So I really like the character of Baron. Um, he, yeah, without, yeah, I won't, I won't say much. Just to say, like, Tolkien writes such heroic men, um, and I'm. Um, just just the sacrifice he makes and his his love of justice and loyalty is incredible like it, um, it there might be a point where i'm reading it and i'm tearing up because it's so beautiful <laughs> so excited to get into it yeah. i love it great well let's jump into it this is the foreword and it will be about seven minutes the silmarillion now published four years after the death of its author is an account of the elder days or the first age of the world. In the Lord of the Rings were narrated the great events at the end of the third age, but the tales of the Silmarillion are legends deriving from a much deeper past where Morgoth, the first dark lord, dwelt in Middle-earth, and the High Elves made war upon him for the recovery of the Silmarils. Not only, however, does the Silmarillion relate the events of a far earlier time than those of the Lord of the Rings, it is also in all the essentials of its conception, the far earlier work. Indeed, although it was not then called the Silmarillion, it was already in being half a century ago and in battered notebooks extending back to 1917 can still be read the earliest versions, often hastily penciled, of the central stories of the mythology. But it was never published, though some indication of its content could be gleaned from The Lord of the Rings. 
and throughout my father's long life, he never abandoned it, nor ceased, even in his last years, to work on it. I have not burdened the book further with any sort of commentary or annotation. There is indeed a wealth of unpublished writing by my father concerning the three ages, narrative, linguistic, historical, and philosophical. And I hope that it will prove possible to publish some of this at a later date. In the difficult and doubtful task of preparing the text of the book, I was very greatly assisted by Guy Kay, who worked with me in 1974 to 1975. Christopher Tolkien. Thanks, Guy K. <laughs> oh, Little God. do we know he's going to be a very important figure in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> he also comes at the critical moment in the Silmarillion. <laughs> we should have at the beginning Guy. some like dramatically sad music and put in memory of Guy K. <laughs> <laughs> he worked. Wait, so he worked with him for a year. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no one knows his name. But now now he will be famous. He mm-hmm. will be remembered. Yes. Great. Uh, one final thought that I had after hearing you talk, I know we're not going to go into a full discussion, but, you know, obviously a good way to experience this podcast is just to listen to it while you're doing whatever you're doing. But if you do have a copy of a book, you could follow along too. And sometimes that will help seeing these names or, or whatever it is um, and the maps that he's talking about, you know, he, he just mentioned that there's maps and there's um, an index of all these names. And it kind of, that was something that was helpful for me. Obviously we'll discuss some of this stuff, but it was helpful for me in reading it and understanding it better, being able to look, say I forgot a name. I could go look in the index and then reread a paragraph that helped me contextualize that character again. So yeah, and another thing I would say is that we I just restress this point. We're not experts, okay? So um, I'm. We would love to hear from you if we do pronounce things wrong or if we get misunderstandings. Please do teach us, send in comments, whatever. Um, but also have mercy on us because we're we're not <laughs> experts in Tolkien or his language or his literature. We're just we just love him. We think he's one of the most important writers of uh this millennia so it's just an honor to be able to read through this together and kind of discover some of the themes in the book so if you guys uh like what you're hearing and are interested in following us uh it would really help us if you went ahead and rated us uh three silmarillions out of three that's a joke that you're going to laugh at in like three days. It's going to be hilarious. Um, follow us on social media everywhere at Before the Fellowship and send your feedback to beforethefellowship at gmail.com. And join us next week as we continue reading The Greatest Story You've Never Heard, The Silmarillion by J.R.R. Tolkien. <laughs> <laughs>